0: Okay. Now I'm ready. Are you ready? This is Felix Dale through the Marvel Universe, where Felix... That's me. ...drags me through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Today we are talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, a movie where Felix's least favorite Chris listens to some new tunes, meets his father and then is is very disappointed by him and has to kill him.
1: Not my least favorite, Chris.
0: Who's your least favorite Chris? Pine. You don't like Chris Pine?
1: No. I mean, I don't dislike Chris Pine. He's just very, like, vanilla and boring to me. Oh, okay. And I was disappointed because they are hyping up that, like, Viking movie on Netflix where you get to see his penis, but, like, it was from really far away, and he was, like, cold and wet.
0: All right, so, Felix, when did this movie come out?
1: 2017. Okay. Wow, that was recent. That was last year. That's... That was two years ago now.
0: <gasps> oh my gosh, it's a new year. It's, it's 2019 now. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So one of the things that happened in 2019 so far is that Felix and I went to Seattle, geography, mm-hmm. to PodCon too. Yeah. I had a really great time. So thank you to our listeners that I that I gathered from that. That conference, <laughs> <laughs> our web guy made us really nice flyers, and I gave them out to like not everybody I met, but a lot of people. I
1: I put them on tables.
0: Oh, you did? It wasn't just it wasn't just Mark the web guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I like handed them to, um, to people personally, and I talked to everybody I met pretty True. much. Because it turns out I really like to talk. Maybe that's what
1: strangers on airplanes.
0: <laughs> you know what? Research shows that you're happier if you talk to people.
1: I'm happier when everyone leaves me alone.
0: I know that's not <laughs> true. No, that's not true because, number one, I never leave you alone. <laughs> and number two, you would never get to have sex with anybody if everybody let- left you alone.
1: That's technically true. So true. I could get one of those robots
0: we are not talking about sex robots.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the sex robot podcast.
0: No. Okay. Westworld. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you want to have a podcast about Westworld, you better pitch it to me and we're just going to watch the movies and then Ooh. <gasps>
1: You know what I watched the other day?
0: Fantastic Logan's Slash terrible.
1: Run. Have you seen that movie? <laughs> yes, I have. That's your brother's fan.
0: My brother's name is Logan. Um. Hi Logan.
1: <laughs> That's a terrible movie.
0: I'm not gonna disagree with you. It was filmed in a shopping mall.
1: What's it really? Yeah. Huh.
0: Does that explain things to you now? A little bit.
1: Yeah, it it's weird. We didn't finish it. It's very long.
0: Um, from PodCon. Oh, I've I have taken over editing mm-hmm. of these podcasts now. So uh so now I get to make editorial choices. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh it's right for you i would be like that's right but it kind of is but really i just i'm cutting out more silences i'm cutting out things that aren't relevant Mm -hmm. um
1: everything we talk about is relevant
0: that is not true and i am making you sound quicker and dumber at the same time felix interesting (laughs) I, it's amazing. I know, like uh, when you're guessing geography, I just like smush all those guesses together. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, you look quicker because you're guessing more things faster, but dumber because you have lots more wrong answers <laughs> in quicker <laughs> succession. <laughs> okay. I mean, overall, it's about the same. Balances <laughs> out. Yeah, it just it just wastes less time. Uh, speaking of wasting time. <laughs> Are you ready to talk about Guardians 2? Uh huh. Have you seen this movie before? I have. Okay. How many times?
1: I think I saw it twice. Okay. I saw it in theaters? Yeah. With Mark.
0: Wait, with with Mark the Web Guy? Yeah. Okay. And then that makes sense.
1: That one time when I rewatched all of them by myself.
0: Like, okay. And this was my first watching of Guardians 2. We're catching up. Which means I know. I, which means I'm also. Almost done. Yeah, I I put in there that this came out in 17, 2017, and um, August 2016 is when Chris Pratt and Anna Faris separated, and they finally divorced in 2018. And also, apparently, Chris Pratt is like a creepy youth pastor now.
1: And yeah, I'm-, I'm shocked by that.
0: <laughs> Are you?
1: And I don't like it. Like, I knew he was religious, and I knew his church was, like, problematic and, like, Mm -hmm. involved in, like, conversion therapy or something terrible. Okay. But, like, I don't like the idea of him being a youth pastor looking.
0: Yeah. No, I am. Yeah, so I looked it up, and, like, apparently he's been, like, super Christian since he was a teenager. Like, he, he like, got converted by some dude on the street.
1: He lived in a bus. Did he? Like a a, a mystery machine, like from Scooby-Doo.
0: Like, it was decorated like the mystery machine, or it was shaped inside the, like, mystery machine? I
1: feel like I'm making that up in my head. (laughs) Okay. I have to look it up. I'm pretty sure he did, though. Like, in Hawaii?
0: Okay, yes. Yes, there was definitely Hawaii in there. Yeah, no, what what surprised me was that, like, this guy found him on the street and was like, hey, what are you doing tonight? Are you going to fornicate? Which is the word that, like, is so funny to me.
1: Oh, it didn't look like the mystery machine. It had Scoopy and Shaggy on the side of it.
0: Seriously?
1: He lived in a van, like a kidnapper van.
0: Oh my gosh, so that is a kidnapper van. Like, Wait on Mark Van, although this one is technically Mark because it has Scooby <laughs> and Shaggy on it. But those are the things that you should not part ne- next to because like, that's kidnapper van.
1: Honestly, putting cartoons on the side of it makes it more kidnappery.
0: It kind of does, yeah. Yeah, okay, so... Knowing- Maybe Chris Pratt was
1: a kidnapper.
0: Chris Pratt is just getting more creepy. Are you <laughs> sure you don't want to downgrade him to your least favorite Chris? Okay.
1: TMZ, call me for the story. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, you wild, theory. Um, anyway, the guy who converted him after he was like, are you going to fornicate and are you going to drink tonight? And then he was like, you know, God told me to talk to you. He he did, and then he joined the organization and was mailing out lit- leaflets for an organization called Jews for Jesus, which is not made out of Jews.
1: Wait, what? <laughs> like the
0: organization is called Jews for Jesus. Uh huh. No Jews in the.
1: Didn't the Jews kill Jesus?
0: Um. <laughs> okay. Or
1: was that the Romans? <laughs> t- Were t- they t- Jewish? T- Romans?
0: I'm not sure but like i also want to be like jesus was jewish that too and nobody in that organization is actually jewish it's just a name they made up for for themselves they just made it up for their christian organization yeah and that's silly and stupid and his church now is problematic and like he defended it by saying oh no it's 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 not anti-gay anti G-L-A-T. It's open to everyone, which is like you may open your doors to everyone and let them inside, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to tell them that being gay is a sin. And that's, yeah, that's what the problem people have with it.
1: And that's why I was wondering if it was involved with their divorce because I know that Anna Ferris has like a very gay fan base.
0: Oh, she does. That's why everybody. Uh- all my gay friends love House Bunny for some it's reason. It's
1: so good. I
0: don't understand why. Have you seen it? No, because oh, it's, it's not. So it funny. Was, when I looked, it wasn't free on Netflix. So then I was like, I'm not gonna go out of my way to see know. this.
1: It's like the first movie I ever saw Emma Stone in. Yeah. Technically, I think she was in um, The Help first. I think that came out earlier, but maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, it's ri- it's like shockingly funny. It's like one of those movies where like you don't think of it as being funny or mm-hmm. like think of it at all you know who else is in it who kat Dennings.
0: i like her <laughs> even though i call her kat dancing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh okay <laughs> yeah and yeah and then he compared it to being like even though the bible says all this stuff about divorced, i'm divorced and they've been really nice to me and i want to be like being divorced is not the same as being gay wait Sorry, I'm going back. So to... So, do they
1: like call him a sinner though for being divorced?
0: I don't think so, but like the Bible mm. does say things about being divorced, and that's like sometimes I want to throw that, like I want to throw that back in people's faces, like Catholic faces, yeah. and be like, you know, when they're all like, "Oh, but being gay sin," and I want to be like, "Oh, being divorced is a sin," yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's I such mean, a
1: sin that they had to start a new church, <laughs> King Henry <laughs> that we talked about earlier, actually.
0: Yeah, you know, we were talking about that over lunch, where you called him King Henry the Fifth.
1: Yeah, I meant they. Did you know that um, you can't be um, royal if you are? Uh, is it Catholic? Whichever one the Church of England doesn't like, the um, one that he divorced.
0: Like, you can't be be a uh, a British royal yeah. if you're Catholic. Yeah. Okay, that makes so much more sense. Yes, it is the Catholic Church. We founded the Anglican Church. Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and say, that's not what the Lord <laughs> song tells me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are we ready to talk about this movie and who's in it? Sure. You must be the famous Pepper Potts.
1: I am lucky. I am brute. I am Iron Man. Agent Coulson. What?
0: So Felix, who's in this movie?
1: Well, so we have Chris Pratt. At... All
0: right, you're, you're, you're almost least favorite Chris. We're not sure. He's like,
1: I don't know, like he's been such a jerk lately. It seems like in all of his movies, and apparently also in real life now, um, that he's like he's lower on the list now. But like, I'm
0: just trying to make the statement that uh, <laughs> I made earlier true. Because
1: I like, I just like Chris Hemsworth is so boring to me. And I know people think he's, like, funny now or whatever, but I just see him as, like, Thor to the Dark World boring forever.
0: Oh, uh, Thor to the Dark uh-huh. World was really bad. He's really hot. Yeah, isn't that... Is that not enough?
1: No, because they're all hot.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Like, okay. Chris,
1: Pratt, Chris Pratt is, like... He was my favorite Chris. Like, a Pete Chris Pratt, like, Lego movie mm-hmm. and, like, the first Jurassic Park or Jurassic World, whatever.
0: Love Jurassic World. You bring it up I all the time. I hate
1: those movies so much.
0: What is he? Why are you always talking about they're it?
1: so bad? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but like that like peak, like he was so hot.
0: Okay. Uh Gamora, the green lady. Played...
1: Also in Star Trek with Chris Pine.
0: Played by Zoe Saldana. Rocket the The Raccoon.
1: Voiced by
0: Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper. Baby Groot.
1: Supposedly voiced by Vin Diesel. Like, what does Vin Diesel do? Does he just grunt and say, I am Groot?
0: I think so. Okay. Rex the Destroyer. He's the blue guy with the embossed, like, red stuff. Who who, his... who never wears a shirt. He
1: spelled his name Dave Ballista.
0: <laughs> you know what? Yep. <laughs> I spelled it however I wanted to. Um, Nebula, the blue lady.
2: Huh.
0: Mantis, the lady with antenna that was raised alone on Ego's planet.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Ego, mostly played by Kurt Russell.
1: What do you mean mostly?
0: Um, He's somebody else for like two seconds. Who? <laughs> David Hasselhoff.
1: Oh, that's right. <laughs> okay.
0: The Soverns, um are a group of people who are gold because, as you know, the best way to make alien races is just to turn people a different color. True. There's High Priestess Aisha. Mm-hmm. And Xylac uh, was another name I caught, but there's also like, a bunch like of commanders and a bunch of people. There is the uh I call him Team Stepdaddy, but it's <laughs> Yandu Undanta and the, his Ravenger crew that includes um uh a guy named Craglin, who mm-hmm. is like the only the only other guy who looks superhuman. <laughs> Turns out to be a main character. How about that? Yeah.
1: Kirk. Gilmore Girls.
0: Oh! Yeah? That's why he seems so familiar. (laughs) I'm so bad at actors. (laughs) Taserface. And then like a bunch of other people. Who don't matter.
1: Miley Cyrus?
0: Oh yeah, Miley Cyrus. I found that in the thing. She is like a computer voice. Oh. Yeah, yeah. This is this is where we get into the the cameo kind of portion where people just like step in and step out. Meredith Quill, that would be Peter's mother. Howard the Duck is in there. Um, somebody named Stukar, I don't know, played by Sylvester Stallone. Oh, Sylvester. That was a weird choice. Yeah, Michelle Yao, and Stanley, of course, is in there too. Um, his what was his cameo? His cameo in this, I didn't write it down. I don't remember. Oh no,
1: was it oh. when he was like on the planets with the watchers? Was that this one?
0: Oh, yeah, it was. He was a watcher, he was on the planet with watchers being a watcher,
1: like a UPS package.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was talking about how he was like delivering UPS baggage at some point.
1: Remember when he's like, Tony Stank. <laughs> Yes, I do,
0: because <laughs> that was my favorite part. <laughs> this is also my favorite part, where we talk about who takes off their shirt.
1: Uh-huh. So
0: I put down Baby Groot because Baby Groot is almost never wearing a shirt, he was and I definitely put down Big Groot when he was Big Groot.
1: Drax is shirtless all the time,
0: like one hundred percent of the time.
1: Um, Peter.
0: Peter changes his shirt in the background, right after they like the first like fight scene. Oh yeah, where where the the green lady and the blue lady are talking, mm-hmm. and they're talking about like how they wouldn't trust each other and like how those like root. Vegetable fruit things aren't ripe, <laughs> <laughs> and that uh, and he's apologizing for flirting with the gold lady, mm-hmm. and she's like, "I don't care." He's definitely taking off his shirt there, okay. just to like point out that like he is ripped now.
1: Yondu is shirtless, like when he's oh, dead. Yeah.
0: Um, he's also shirtless when he's on like I, I called it the nightclub planet with oh, the snow. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because he's totally with.
1: Sex robots.
0: God damn it! <laughs> I was just gonna call them prostitute robots, so I didn't have to call them sex robots. Who are like, um, like a nice orange yellow because that's the easiest way to to change people into like other things. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> ready for the plot?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so we start out in Missouri.
1: 1980.
0: Geography. With, um... Kurt Russell. Is is it really Kurt Russell?
1: I mean, he's, like, de-aged.
0: I thought they just hired somebody else because it didn't freaking matter. I should should probably look this up, huh? Yeah, and Meredith, uh, driving around listening to the song Brandy. Yeah, it just has Kurt Russell, so it must be DH Kurt Russell, and that's why he looks so funny. I just thought it was some actor who looked funny. <laughs>
1: <gasps> no, it's not him. That's kind of such a good tie-in. I thought that the guy that plays Kirk slash Craglin uh, was uh, in Charlie's Angels, but that's not him. It's a different, weird, lanky guy, um, cause in Charlie's Angels. When um Drew Barrymore's, like, boyfriend character has to, like, take them on his tugboat to, like, fight the final boss. What?
0: Okay. Wh- what, what are we talking about?
1: Charlie's Angels.
0: Which, which one?
1: The first movie.
0: The one that came out in, like, 2001 or 1999? Yeah. Damn, I don't remember that. That's um, so long ago.
1: He's, like, driving angels to the bad guy's like lair on the island in his tugboat and he's singing Brandy.
0: How do you remember this stuff?
1: I love Charlie's Angels.
0: How many times have you seen Charlie's Angels? A
1: lot. It was the first DVD I ever got.
0: Oh <laughs> Oh my gosh.
1: It was a big deal. No more VHS.
0: <laughs> um. At that time, the web guy was assistant manager at the local $2 theater. <laughs>
1: Did you see Charlie's Angels in theaters?
0: I saw it in that theater by myself because he was working.
1: Oh, speaking of Charlie's Angels, another tie-in, callback. Guess who's in Logan's Run?
0: Kurt Russell. Farrah <laughs> Fawcett. Oh, okay. All right. Where were we at? Okay, so they're 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 singing the brandy song. How do you feel about that song?
1: I like that song because yeah? the guy singing it in Charlie's Angels. That's what I always think
0: of. Oh, you have positive (laughs) memories connected with that song.
1: Yeah, because he's like, My life, my love, and my lady is the sea," And like, really off-key, and it's great. Okay.
0: Felix likes off-key singing. (laughs) (laughs) This this expands your dating pool. (laughs) Yep. All right.
1: What's the Dairy Queen song?
0: I don't know. I just wrote it in the notes. Oh, I think it just switches to a different song. And I didn't know what it was. And they go to the Dairy Queen.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she also knows the words to that. And then they go out behind the Dairy Queen. And then there's a alien flower thing in the ground. Yes. And they definitely get it on next to the alien flower thing.
1: That's like glowing and pulsating.
0: Yeah, because the, cause the camera pans down to the flower thing so they don't have to show any kissing because that would probably be really hard to de-age Kurt Russell if you had to touch somebody's face. Yeah. Uh, and then we get to the actual place where we get the title sequence which is um, on the. So- I don't know if it's on the Sovereign's planet but yeah. they are protecting some things from a giant space octopus.
1: Yeah, it was an interdimensional space monster or
0: something. Uh-huh. Using guns and jetpacks and knives. But we learned Rex does not like to wear jetpacks. The jetpack because it hurts his nibbles. Yes. This is where they show like the gardens, like the title sequence. And it, Baby Groot dances around. And it's adorable while everybody else is fighting stuff.
1: What song is he dancing to?
0: I don't remember.
1: Not either. Oh, my
0: gosh. Okay. Then we won't mention the song. It was an old song, probably. Drax gets eaten on purpose, but then like they find that his his weak spot or the giant octopus things weak spot is on his neck, and then they they cut him open and like it gets goop everywhere.
1: And for doing protecting the batteries, they were gonna trade um, uh,
0: blue lady, nebula, nebula, yep. They get nebula. Um, they go through this whole speech before they go to the like ceremony where the the high priestess
1: Chris Pratt tries to have sex
0: with her. Um, he proposes sex with her mm. because we learn that they are very um particular. You can you can't say anything that might offend them. Mm-hmm. They hatch all their babies by <laughs> genetically engineering their code through the community and then they talk about the old fashioned way of making babies
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is what Chris Pat prefers yeah um
1: i think mean, Mara gets angry
0: does she mm-hmm. i think she's just annoyed because he's annoying <laughs> i don't but
1: they're in love
0: uh you think that
1: the movie wants you to think that the movie...
0: yeah the movie does want you to think <laughs> that but um what do i have to say about that the movie wants you to think that, but she has no reason to. I agree. <laughs> and also, he's actually being like he's actively being annoying in that moment. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to do with the fact that like he's he's suggesting something with another woman. It's just like he's actively being regular annoying, <laughs> not just that. <laughs> um, and then Rocket somehow insults them. He stole and the battery. Stole some. He 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 verbally insults them too, oh, and right. then still steals some batter the batteries that they were pr- being paid to protect. And then they go, uh, then they get on their ships, and then they get into a space battle because they are being ch- chased down for stealing some batteries. Mm-hmm.
1: And they have these little like pods that look like little arcade like racing games. Yeah, all of the gold
0: people won't risk their own people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: To uh, to in battle so they all are remote piloted.
1: Which is cool.
0: Which is like it's cool but it's like it's kind of off-putting from the rest of the movie because in this scene like nobody's dying. Oh yeah. You know like they're all just like hitting and destroying machinery versus like I don't know hitting and killing people mm-hmm. and later in the movie like lots of people die. Oh yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that. So they need to get to a jump point. You know, like, I don't remember this from the first movie, but there are things such as jump points where they need to. Yeah,
1: I don't think that they do that in the first movie.
0: It's through a a bunch of asteroids, and only the universe's best pilot could get you through those asteroids. And instead of, like, piloting us through, instead Rocket and uh, Peter get in a pissing match where they keep switching back and forth. Yeah. Yeah between them about who's controlling the ship
1: which you shouldn't be able to do
0: I know nothing about airplanes but like I I kind of get it cuz like what if somebody has to go to the bathroom it'd be nice to like just like flip over control instead of being like I gotta go to the bathroom hold the steering wheel switch well, like, seats I feel like it's all like what the current pilot
1: should have to like
0: yes yeah you should not be able to take it yeah yeah like if it was that kind of thing, and you'd have to like reach over and like switch it manually because your other pilot had a heart attack or whatever, right? Yeah, so interesting,
1: but yeah, so they still make it, yeah. but because a tiny one inch man <laughs> comes and blows up all of the uh gold people
0: all at once, like magic, like yeah. he's a god. I like how you read exactly from my notes. <laughs> <laughs> And then we switch scenes where we go to the Nightclub Planet, where Yandu isn't wearing a shirt and is sleeping with an orange prostitute robot.
1: It's called contractia, and I don't know if that's like because you're contracting diseases or like are <laughs> like making contracts because they're like mercenaries or whatever.
0: I don't know. Yeah, and he gets in a pissing match with Stallone because Ravengers don't deal in kids, and that is something that. Yandu previously did. Yep. We know that because uh, that's what happened with Peter. Mm-hmm. He he was hired to pick up the kid, and instead he kept him.
1: He was a kidnapper. It all comes full circle.
0: <laughs> yep. And then the gold people come to ask Yandu to hunt down their batteries.
1: Mm-hmm. And um... she has like a carpet rolled out, and... which I want to get one of those. Why? Because then I can make people carry carpet in front of me.
0: Who are these people?
1: I don't know. Someone. Like. (laughs) Like, that'd be amazing.
0: Um, Okay, do you remember the scene where it was so ridiculous because these people had to unroll this carpet for High Priestess and then she had to walk really, really slowly and everybody was just staring and looking at her like she was crazy? That's true.
1: (laughs) I could have them roll it out ahead of time.
0: Okay, when you get married, you can have that go down the aisle. <gasps>
1: yes.
0: Okay. that That's when you get that thingy. Yeah. And he agrees.
1: So he goes to get the batteries.
0: So he's going to chase down Peter Quill and get the batteries. Meanwhile, flashback to where where P- Peter and the Guardians are. And they have just jumped to a planet called Bearhard. Yeah. And they land on that planet, and they're sitting around, and then a new ship comes by, and it is a white egg-shaped ship with a yellow window. Mm-hmm. So eggy.
1: And someone was like, bet that's the one-inch man.
0: And it was, but he got closer, so he's taller than one inch, and also is Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Did you ever watch the Grammys when Lady Gaga showed up in Egg? No. Oh, it was like that.
0: She showed up in a horizontal egg instead of a vertical egg? Yeah. Oh. Okay.
1: And, like, everyone assumed it was her. Because, like, she used to do such crazy red carpets. But, like, Uh you couldn't see her. It's just the egg. And, like, there's men, like, carrying it on one of those, like, big, like, Egyptian stretcher things.
0: So, so what I'm getting is, Felix, you would like to be Lady Gaga.
1: I don't want to be an egg. She had to have, like, oxygen tanks in there. I would like to be Lady Gaga. But, yeah, so then, like they just like carried the egg in, and like nobody knew what was going on, and then she like opened the show, and it, it was just the egg on the stage, and then she like emerged from it,
0: oh, it's like <laughs> jelly, it's weird, yeah, that's weird, <laughs> yeah, that's weird, okay,
1: did you watch the Grammys? Sunday.
0: i never watch any awards. i don't
1: either because they've been terrible lately but i was like watching videos and the grammys were so good and i was mad that i didn't watch them because i was just like out like drinking or doing something boring and i could have been watching the grammys they're amazing they gaga performed bradley cooper wasn't there because he was at the baftas at the same time and they won baftas and grammys for a Born*.
0: Okay, that makes sense with where they sent those people.
1: Yeah, and then she performed, and then Michelle Obama was there, and Alicia Keys. <laughs> um, she was the host, and then Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez did this amazing like performance that was a throwback to like Motown, and it was like a medley of all these Motown songs, and she had all these costume changes, and then these backup dancers that like flipped her in the air and on top of a piano and stuff. It was crazy, and there was fireworks.
0: That means it was expensive.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Kurt Russell climbs out of the egg like Lady Gaga.
0: <laughs> yeah, except less like gooey, it's just a spaceship. <laughs> and they decide that any, you know, he tells them that he's his daddy and it, him and Gamora talk about it and he's like, I don't like this and I don't want to go, go to his weird planet and then Gamora's like, it will be okay. You have to like. You have to check out this lead. Any references? Um, the story he told her when he was drunk, which is that he used to tell the other kids that his dad was
1: David Hasselhoff.
0: Yeah, well, he was gonna go with Knight Rider, but his Knight Rider <laughs> the car.
1: No, Kit is the car.
0: Okay, he was. Which was just like you gotta think it. and she's like, if you, if you know, like, if he turns out he's an he's a jerk and he's you know and he's mean and you know. Whatever and he's out to kill you. It's okay because we'll just kill him. Yeah. And she she like reaches out and grabs his hand and there's a touching moment and then she stops grabbing his hand right away and then he's like okay, and then they go and so, um, Peter, and Gamora and Drax all go to, e- with Ego to Ego's planet, but Rocket the raccoon and Baby Groot stay behind with Nebula mm-hmm. the prisoner. In She's order to still handcuffed. And yes. In order to uh, fix up the ship while they're gone. And there like, won't be a couple days. But for whatever reason, Drax takes like all of his luggage. Because
1: he doesn't want Groot to play with it or steal it or something.
0: Yeah, he doesn't want Groot to go through his stuff. Which is kind of silly because like, who keeps track of Groot all the time? <laughs> He's like a cat now. He's tiny. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. And then once they leave... um. Rocket sets up all these booby traps, and when they do get attacked, they get attacked by Yondu. And he booby traps all these people. Yep. Yeah. Booby traps all these people. Does he kill them all? Uh, A
1: lot of them, it seems like.
0: Yeah. So here we get into the (laughs) killing part of the, Or
1: like, maybe he just knocks them out. But I feel like he kills them.
0: Uh, Nebula convinces Baby Groot to unhandcuff her to let her help rocket because rocket can't handle like a hundred guys all by himself although he's doing pretty good and she comes out and she just shoots the crystal mohawk right off of Yandu's head because it turns out the crystal mohawk is how he controls this arrow this flying arrow that he with whistling (laughs) does that make sense yeah which which will kill you Yandu is not in control of his people anymore, and no. it's kind of like Nebula is.
1: They're mutinying.
0: Yeah, they're mutinying. They're they're saying, "Hey, why you know, you know, because he basically announced that we're not going to turn over Peter Quill to these guys, and we're not going to give them back the batteries. We're just going to sell the batteries because they're worth so much money." And then they're like, "Oh, they're worth a quarter mil on the." open market and then like they get in this big argument where nobody can do math (laughs) (laughs) and nobody can figure out how much they're worth and then they're like well that's not right and we don't keep our promises we should keep our promises and blah 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 that's why everybody's into mutinying because Yandu is accepting less than the full amount
1: Mm -hmm. because he's got a soft spot for Peter
0: yeah because he's his son or is like his son or whatever But, like, also, those gold people are crazy. But, like, they're, you know, like, somebody seeks you out just because they know, like, your son stole stuff from them.
1: (laughs) So you mean the criminal justice system? (laughs) No, like, like,
0: it's like, okay, so to give a police analogy, it's like, your main suspect is this guy. So we're going to give this case... To that guy's dad.
1: Oh well, they didn't know that. You don't think so? No,
0: I am because su- they sought him out, especially. Oh, that's true. Versus all the other people, they could have gone. This could have been a movie about Peter Quill and Sylvester Stallone, but it wasn't.
1: That is weird. Uh huh. Maybe it's just because like they knew like the Guardians of the Galaxy had like had dealings with Yondu before. Then don't, know, like, and don't know the
0: specifics of their relationship. Anyway, so
1: You know who's not in this movie?
0: I'm gonna say a lot of people, for example me.
1: Uh yes, also Glenn Close though.
0: Oh, um in the in the internet thing it says she was in the deleted scene. Oh. So she was supposed to be but never made it.
1: So uh, then we're on Ego's planet.
0: Oh, they go to Ego's planet. Um, turns out he has a whole planet to himself. Eddie mm-hmm. says it's not that big; it's about the size of your Earth's moon,
1: which is pretty big.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I wrote they go for a ride on a mouth guard.
1: It looked like a mouth guard.
0: It was essentially like a floating pal- platform that looked like a mouth guard, mm-hmm. and they're just flying over from his ship. Which why didn't they park that right next to like the house or whatever? But. In order to show off the thing and be like, Look, it's a flying mouth guard thing. And then
1: there was bubbles.
0: Yeah, then there was bubbles.
1: And like weird space flowers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Also on the I wanna like rewind just a little bit because on the journey, um they learn like Mantis is like the lady oh, right. who has who has antenna and that they learn what the antenna are for and it turns out it has something to do with her empathic abilities. And so and when she touches people, she can uh, feel their emotions, but not read their minds. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she she demonstrates this by touching Peter, and she's like, "I feel love," and he's like, "Yeah, a general love for everybody." <laughs> and she's like, "No, a romantic sex love for her." <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, "Go on." And then she and then Drax starts laughing, and then she t- t- touches Drax, and Drax like. Ha, 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 ha. She just told everybody your darkest secret. (laughs) Which is funny. Like, I enjoy the, like, laughing part of Drax in this movie.
1: She also can cause people to feel emotions or to go to sleep. Yep. Which I don't see as being necessarily related. I don't think of sleepiness as an emotion.
0: I don't think of sleepiness as an emotion either. Maybe what? she puts the emot- emotion boredom in them, and then it causes them to go to sleep. <laughs> but it's very effective, because she demonstrates the
1: mm-hmm. So Yeah, they're but- flying on the mouth guard, and goes like, this is my planet. I created it, because I'm a celestial.
0: It's like a god, yeah. and he's like, with a lowercase g. Yeah. Um, which from Guardians One, the Celestial is like the The giant head thing, that giant head thing that they were like mining for spinal fluid or cerebral fluid or something.
1: I thought I was confused. Like his head's not giant.
0: Yeah, but we'll we'll get to it. And then there's there's a bigger giant brain thing later.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: Yeah, but like at the same time, you're just like, what? Like if. Part of his being is that he can shape everything. And so he brings them to this museum with egg things that will also show them uh, essentially like visual aids. What are those of-
1: called? Like, um, like, you know, in a museum? Dioramas? Yeah, there you go.
0: Like dioramas and eggs that change. Yep. Only these look like... um. Like ceramic figurines that yeah. are like glazed and shiny.
1: <laughs> it's real weird.
0: Yeah. You were you were upset about this because he's like, these are weird and creepy and have no point. They don't. It's so weird. Yeah. I guess just so you have something to look at because maybe somebody's a bad actor. I don't know. Yeah. Because he's essentially just basically telling the story of like, number one, I was just a thing in the space. And then I learned how to manipulate molecules. And so I made myself this planet. And then I wanted to, like, I made myself a a human-like body based on what I assumed that biological life would be like. Mm -hmm. And then I went to Earth and fell in love with a woman and then made a baby with her, and that's you, Peter.
1: Yep. And Peter's like, oh, my mom. And then we, like, cut back to the Ravager ship and... um. Now like, that
0: the mutiny is done, they are tossing everybody yeah. that had to, like was loyal to Yandu out the airlock. Like mm-hmm. just straight out the airlock and, and like dying. You know, Yeah, so many people 'cause like at first, you know, like they just show one guy going out and like they're all yelling and screaming, kinda of being like, What do you even call that? I'm looking for a description word.
1: Like a mob?
0: Yeah, like a mob and like kind of rowdy. Yeah. Rowdy. And like, like
1: Groot, or not Groot, um, Rocket and Yondu are tied to chairs in the middle of the room.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then they're like screaming at him as like he goes out the airlock and then pans back and there's just a line of like dead frozen mm-hmm. people outside the airlock. You're just like, wow, they're killing a lot of people where they started really, really tame where they were like, we're not going to kill anybody, we're just going to blow up these machines now they're killing like everybody and like I'm
1: like why are there so many people on that ship there's
0: so many people <laughs> there's on so that, many so many people on that ship and then um i don't remember what happens but like rocket is is being a pain in the butt because that's what he does he's like a professional asshole <laughs> and so uh, the, the kind of leader of the mob is like we're gonna toss you out next and like Uh, Nebula steps in and says, "No more killing for today." And then you skipped
1: over the whole Taserface conversation.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm getting to that. And like, how he was being an asshole is he was like, he was like, "The world shall fear the name (laughs) Taserface." Okay, okay. Now, now, explain while you're laughing. Are you laughing at the scene or the name Taserface? Both.
2: (laughs) Okay, which
0: like Rocket the Raccoon thinks is just hilarious as a name. Yeah. And, I, and like, he thinks so funny in a way that I just didn't think it was that funny. Because, no, like, like,
1: I think he's a little bit being sarcastic, but also, like, that guy has a really bad face.
0: He does. But also, he's, he's like an alien. And also, like, it could have been like, my face was tasered so many times and I'm super tough. <laughs> and he's, like, saying stuff like, so, like, what? Do tasers come out of your face? And, like, all this stuff. He's just like being annoying. But they like play it up like it's super funny. Oh, yeah. Way that I did not think it was like anywhere near that funny. But it did get a laugh out of you here. <laughs> so. So it might be that funny.
1: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: They lock Yandu and Rocket.
1: In a jail cell.
0: In a jail cell. And Groot, they think he's so cute. They make him a mask on. So they send him to the tailor, and now he gets to wear a shirt finally. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. It's like I mean, a jumpsuit.
0: Yeah, with, like, zippers. It's, like, made out of luxury stuff. But then they're, like, being
1: mean to him and, like, kicking him around and pouring beer on him and stuff.
0: Yeah. um, That seems to be, like, general, like, rowdy crowd yeah. behavior. There was
1: a said, woman at a concert who kept spilling her beer on me.
0: So now you relate to Baby Groot? Mm-hmm except nobody was kicking it around. Yeah, and then they all go to sleep. And and Groot is walking by the jail cell, and Rocket's like, oh, what did they do to you? And then, like, Mr. Yondu says, hey, will you go get this thing from me from the captain's quarters? It's a red prototype fin. Mm-hmm. Which Baby Groot doesn't get, because baby Groot can't remember stuff but also <laughs> like they keep saying fin and don't explain exactly what it is but like he's like like that crystal mohawk thing that was on my head but it's like way larger than that and when it's not on your head you don't know what that looks like no. but you should know the bird red unless he's colorblind but anyway um so Baby Groot goes to go get it, and so he brings back underwear and a desk and a bunch of other stuff. Like a
1: toe or something. Oh, yeah, a severed toe. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan's like,
0: please tell me you, you have a refrigerator on this ship with just a bunch of severed sh- toes. <laughs> and he's like, nope. Like, he cut that off somebody who was sleeping. Yeah. Um, and then eventually goes back to like, oh, this, this is the part I did like about Baby Groot he uh, he explains and he's like you have to go in this drawer it has this symbol on it and it has like the Ravenger symbol which is like a cross between a, a maple leaf and like a flame and he gives like the little patch to Groot and Groot puts it on his head and then like there's this whole like I'm Groot versus like Rockets translating for me conversation where he's like oh good you didn't want him to wear it as a hat because he doesn't like hats because he thinks that like when people wear hat, wear hats, they just have like weird shaped heads, and then they take off the hat, and then, and then you realize it's just a hat. A hat, and then he goes to get it, and then he gets stopped by the one guy who looks like a human, and also like Kirk, Kirk from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> and his, and he, it's like an uh oh moment, but it turns out like he's just, he just says that's not what he wants. This is what he wants, and they go back together mm-hmm. to give him nothing. fin, and um. And he says, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to start a mutiny because he was kind of the one who started it just yeah. by saying, hey, that's not the same amount of money because he's the one who can do math, apparently.
1: So then they break free of the jail cell and they get Yondu's arrow and Rocket gets a gun and they go to like the main control room and they just start killing everybody. Oh, they
0: kill like everybody with and, like, that blowing arrow. Blowing Yeah. And then like at the end. Last thing that happens, they they're going to like kill Taser's face with that arrow thing, and um, Yondu lights the arrow thing on fire, and he misses, but he just goes to like light some like floating thing on fire, and Rocket's like, "What did you do that for?"
1: (laughs) You blow up the whole ship,
0: and he's like, "Not the whole ship," and he separates the ship, and then he just takes the little like part of the ship away, and the rest of the ship blows up, so he Mm -hmm. destroys, you know, like. 75% 75% of the ship, which I mean like, I guess now they can like they're more likely to be able to like pilot this ship thing and run it with their small crew True. of like four people. Whereas before they seemed to have 400 people yeah, to run this so many sh- people. ship. Just so they, they could kept kill.
1: coming them. out of nowhere.
0: Just so they could like kill people.
1: Baby group was like throwing people off uh like yeah, elevated well, walkways and stuff.
0: Yeah, like why do you need so, like I guess this is, like, the Star Wars thing, but, like, why would you have so much hel- uh, like empty space yeah. in a spaceship? That's just, like, more stuff to carry around with you. But, you know, the Death Star had it. True. So.
1: People also got thrown off of elevated walkways in Star Wars. Yep. Yeah, and then they escape. Uh, oh, because, like, they have a conversation at some point, I think, in the jail cell where, uh, Rockets talking to Yandu about how they're going to, they met, like, Peter's dad or whatever, and he knows a secret about Peter's dad, that Uh, he does not disclose to us yet. Yeah. But he knows that he's not a good guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he also talks about how Rockets an asshole. Mm -hmm. He knows about him because he used to be a a Cree battle slave that his parents essentially, like, sold him into battle slavery. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, how rocket is very similar because he you know he was made in a lab or he was like an earth what he was an earth raccoon i don't know i guess because he looks exactly like a raccoon or he was like modified yeah and then some lab scientists did all this stuff for him made him smarter and like whatever and now he can talk but they didn't really care about him either. And so it's like this defense mechanism where, you know, if you're an asshole to everybody, nobody will care about you. And you can't get close to anybody. Speaking of assholes, this would be a great time to talk about money, huh? So, Dale. Yes, Felix?
1: How much money do you think this movie is? cost to make
0: um i would say that chris pratt now costs more money because he just made some jurassic world, <laughs> world movies plus that awful passengers movie that freaked uh, you out i hate that movie so so he's getting more up there there were lots of people in this movie like lot that died like so much money spent in body paint <laughs> yeah and like gold wigs <laughs> So I'm going to say this felt like it was a little bit on the higher side, but like mostly things were CGI. There weren't that many fireworks and there was no Iron Man. So I'm going to go with two hundred and fifty seven million dollars. Less. Um, two hundred and twenty million dollars. Still less. Uh, two hundred million dollars. Mm mm-hmm. hmm. yeah. Surprising, I guess they can do amazing things with computers. In uh, 2016, right? right? <laughs>
1: Seventeen. Oh, I suppose it has been sixteen. Yeah. Um, how much do you think it made?
0: Um, this did not seem like a very popular movie, so I'm gonna go with not that much money. Uh, eight hundred million dollars.
1: Wow, almost. Well, more than that, but close.
0: Okay, just tell me the number. Eight hundred sixty-three. Okay, so it did pretty good hmm Okay, now are we done with the segment, please?
1: Um are there any fun facts? Let's see. It was about half and half, um, domestic and foreign. It made 389 domestically and four hundred and seventy-three foreign.
2: Money, money, money must be funny in the rich man's world.
0: On Egos Platform. Planet, you know the one with the giant mouth guard. Mm-hmm. Peter is connecting with his father, and he's learning about what it's like to be half celestial, which apparently means that you can draw glowy molecules from the center of the planet, the and then toss it around like a baseball.
1: Yeah, because he said he just wanted to have a dad to like throw a ball with or whatever. Which, like, I never understood that. You know, like that like cliche.
0: Yeah.
1: Do people like playing catch? Um, I'm not no. a dog.
0: <laughs> I never liked playing catch. It seemed really boring. Yeah. But it might be mostly a metaphor for spending time with me. Mm-hmm. So it could be going fishing.
1: Oh.
0: Or whatever. But like, this kid literally off in Missouri. Where things are boring Mm -hmm. and there's baseball (laughs) I i don't
1: know like i'd rather like play baseball or like literally anything other than just throw a ball back and forth
0: yeah but to play baseball you have to be able to throw a ball back and forth and you can't do that with just two people
1: well like at least like make it interesting you know like go far apart and like Throw it hard or something like they're just tossing a ball back and forth. That's, that's not fun. All,
0: that's so they can talk at the same time and be just like, Just sit down and talk. Tell me about
1: stuff. Why do you gotta fidget?
0: Oh, because they're men. Ugh. They're straight men. Ugh.
1: <laughs> the worst.
0: I don't know. Men are weird. It's true. So true. Um.
1: Sorry to all of our straight male <laughs> listeners. You're weird. <laughs>
0: Sorry, husband. <laughs> I think you might be weird. Oh, um, they talk to Drax and Mantis are talking, and they learn that um, Mantis grew up on Ego's planet alone. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ego found her in a larval state,
1: which is weird.
0: Um, and then raised her, and then she now helps him sleep. Mm-hmm. And she seems a little nervous and about to tell him something. And then he tells her that she is ugly.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But that's good because if somebody loves you and you're ugly, you know that they're loving you for you and not because you're beautiful. Oh. And she's like, oh, well, then I am glad I am ugly. <laughs> she's not used to being around people. She also smiles at people awkwardly because that's not what you do to make people like you. at them. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh And then Gamora comes out. She's complaining about how she can't get a hold of Rocket. And also, he gets
1: all frustrated cuz she's like something feels off about this planet. And he's like, "Why can't you be happy for me now that I found my dad? He's my he's family." My, he's
0: my family. And she gets all pissy cuz she's like, "I thought we were your family."
1: Yeah. Then she storms off. Peter goes to talk to Ego, and then um Nebula shows up and yeah. She's in like a pod.
0: Yeah, she's in like a little ship that she took from
1: the Ravager.
0: Yeah, because they were gonna give her the ship. Plus, oh, they plus they gave her like a middle arm.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah,
0: middle arm, plus some of the bounty on those uh, batteries.
1: And she's and like, she
0: just wants to kill her sister Gamora and, and so, Thanos and Thanos. So so Gamora's out in the middle of the field like trying to make phone calls and like then uh, then here comes a ship and it's her sister and that ship is shooting at her and oh my gosh this is the silly scene
1: so i totally forgot that like gamora has like super strength and has been like augmented or whatever also and so like after the ship crashes she like picks up the turret gun oh yeah like from the ship that has to be like Eighteen times the size of her body. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, "What's happening?"
0: Well, like that part where she picks up the turret gun and like starts firing the gun from the the spaceship at the spaceship itself. Um, I thought that was really silly because there should be such like a kickback on that. Yeah. Also, like, I don't know
1: how she's firing it. Like.
0: Yeah. Like what? Oh, she did some weird thing with like the the wires. I thought. Yeah. But like. Yeah, like, that was ridiculous, and then they fight a bunch, and then is uh, about to die because uh, something's, like, going to fall or crush her or something, and then her sister's, no, wait, the other way around, Nebula's going to die. And the then ship was Gam- going to, like, blow up. Yep, and then Gamora saves her by dragging her out of there, and then they fight some more, and then Nebula, like, wins the fight, and she's like, hi, I bested you, and blah, 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 and she's like, I just saved your life, <laughs> you didn't best me. <laughs> And then she's like, "You were stupid enough to save my life." Blah blah, and and then they see a giant pile of skulls.
1: Yeah, it's like dead children,
0: human like children and alien like children.
1: Mm-hmm. There's one that looks like a giant like rat monster. I thought that like the most compelling storyline for me, that was like very underdeveloped though, was like the whole thing between Gamora and Nebula because she was like, oh, like. I just wanted a sister, and uh, like you just had to be better than me. and Whenever you're better than me, famous would like cut off one of my body parts and replace it with like robot parts to make me better, and it's all your fault. And like that seemed like it was interesting and like it was going somewhere, but then they kind of just like didn't touch on it again.
0: Yeah, I have things to say about this. Like that's a very interesting relationship and story point, part, part, point, and they they don't touch on it till the end of the movie again. Yeah. Whereas like they focus on Peter and his daddy issues because his daddy is a god. You know, whatever. I roll here. Um and then in the meantime, Ego and Peter are having a talk where he's um describing him as the sailor, both like Ego and Peter as the sailor um in the brandy song mm-hmm. that they're coming to port. There's there's really nice people there. They're bringing gifts from far away. Ego's gift was the child, Peter.
1: Chris. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I
0: feel like that is not a gift. That no. is like, that's like a burden, mm-hmm. you know, like not to tell, call children not, not gifts or like not are special, <laughs> but like, that's the thing. And like, especially they come from, you know, especially in human culture. Yeah. They come from a relationship, and there is a little bit of an expectation that you're there to help raise that child, mm-hmm. whereas he did none of that.
1: Do you think you can still drop off babies at the fire department?
0: Um, I thought you usually had to go to the hospital, but that makes sense. Because you don't want to like charge like, the parent with neglect, Yeah, but you want that child to be taken care of. So that makes sense to me. That's
1: just what they should have done.
0: With Peter, mm-hmm. <laughs> like his mother did raise him. Oh, that's right. You know, until she died, <laughs> <laughs> and then he got kidnapped by some aliens, mm-hmm. and his grandparents were going to take care of him, but instead, they have a traumatic experience of the grandchild. Getting... I know
1: they never like talk about that, and I'm like, can you imagine? Like, literally, the day your daughter dies, your grandson gets like abducted out nowhere, and you just never see him again, like. that'd be so traumatic
0: I know but but wait until you hear about what happens to that town's Dairy Queen because it's bad and then 30 some years later you can't eat Dairy Queen anymore (laughs) anyway where was I oh yeah he says that like but you know we're not gonna stick around because our love is the sea like Mm -hmm. we can't like be tied down you are an excellent person. You would make an excellent wife, Brandy. But my love is the sea. And, the, and he says that that's Earth's finest musical composition, which, yeah, yeah I do not agree with. Like, no. Obviously not. Obviously, okay, I don't think we have to, <laughs> to talk about that. Hooked that. on a feeling
1: is better. <laughs>
0: like, yes, hooked on a feeling is definitely better than that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Ooh, good chakra. <laughs> so then they talk about how you can make stuff and there's responsibility in making stuff and that ego's uh desire was not to make life but to walk or or walk among life but to like something something about eternity and he like pops him on the head and then he like gets <laughs> starry eyes. Like his eyes and the whites of his eyes turn into stars. Mm-hmm. And he's showing him some sort of eternity, but basically he wants to, like, take over the universe, I I think, is the plot? Basically. Yeah. So, like, that's a thing. So, like, everybody's learning that at the same time for plot reasons, that, like, Mm -hmm. Ego's not such a great guy and probably trying to take over the universe or kill a bunch of skull children, or, or kill children and have their skulls, or whatever version of that because mantis goes to drex's room and is like i have to tell you something and drex assumes that she's there for sex oh yeah which is um i want to call it annoying because like you know with movies they assume that every like everybody's gonna pair off with only other character in the movie uh case in point peter and gamora but in this case i i liked that uh Frack says basically like, you tiny, like pretty lady, you're disgusting and you're tiny. (laughs) (laughs) And it reminds me of something from the Mindy Project where like women are considered very attractive. They're like tiny. And then like one of the characters in the Mindy Project just looks at Mindy and goes, I like you because you're built real sturdy for sex. (laughs) Like you look like like they look like they're gonna break sometimes.
1: Yeah, but also like mantis wouldn't even know what sex is. <laughs>
0: no, or like why people like that.
1: Or I suppose she would, cause and uh, then she goes having sex with everybody.
0: If she like goes with them on that stuff, but the other thing is, like her people, if she came from a larval state, her people probably reproduce through eggs. Yeah, that's a different type of sex. Well, okay. I'm not going to get into alien biology. Let's not do that. So that's all like theoretical and like.
1: So basically, we learn that ego neat like isn't strong enough to like impregnate his life force or whatever into all the other planets in the universe. So he needs like another celestial to help
0: him. That's why he's been going around and making them, and he's very impressed with Peter because he seems to have that. Because he heard about a human who could hold a. Infinity stone in his hand without dying, so he's yeah. like, That's my boy.
1: <laughs> Which is like, if if celestial can hold an infinity stone without dying, is he the only celestial left? Like, where are the other ones? Like, who are they? I don't
0: know.
1: How did that one die with the big skull head that is now? Like, I don't know. You ancients
0: Um, what's Thanos? Wouldn't it be interesting if Thanos was a celestial? Maybe who, who knows? He um,
1: he just sits in a chair,
0: yeah. <laughs> That may or may not be his real body. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who knows? He might have a giant brain somewhere nearby. Because he doesn't seem to need to breathe air. No. That's evidence from being a celestial. Yandu and Rocket, of course, like he's like, Ego's bad news. And so Rocket sets the thing, sets the ship to jump to Ego's planet, which is apparently 700 jumps away. And mammalian bodies can only safely handle 50. Yeah. So then there's, there's this stupid sequence where everybody's like, eyes are getting weird and big. That and, was like, so weird. Well, like, what was stupid about it is like the same thing was happening to Groot. And then, like, after the jumps, Groot, like, throws up, I'm to go with glitter slime. But Groot isn't mammalian. Mm-mm. So that shouldn't have affected him at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was like this comedy moment that wasn't funny. Like, it was unnecessary. And then it had no con consequences yeah so i wrote rocket runs the ship into ego's body and the poor dairy queen gets eaten by a blob because now uh, ego has started the expansion so that flower thing he left uh planted behind the dairy queen has now turned into like a big slime blob and eats up the dairy queen and starts like on all the planets that we've seen so far including the gold people planet Mm -hmm. and dairy queen and some other planet that, like, where people have spots on their faces. Like, it's eating buildings and people and cars and it's bad news.
1: Which, like, confused me because they never referenced it again.
0: That there was a big blob yeah. <laughs> in Missouri. Yeah.
1: You'd think that'd be, like, a big deal.
0: Well, I guess when alien technology is falling through space and time to get to you and people are robbing banks with alien guns. Maybe it's not as big a deal that, like, one Dairy Queen in the middle of Missouri got eaten by a slime thing. I suppose. Peter, like, shakes himself out of it and then, like, shoots his dad. But, like, of course, that's not his real body, so he just, like, grows the parts back that were, like, not. And then, like, there's a big fight scene.
1: He's like, well, if you're not gonna help me willingly, then I'm just gonna make you Into a battery. Into a battery for a century or something and see how you like it. And then, yeah, but Peter, like, gets escapes because I don't remember what happens. They, like, crash the ship.
0: Oh, yeah. Rocket crashes.
1: Yeah. They're big on that being, like, the solution is just to crash the ship. (laughs) That's what they did in the last movie, too.
0: Yeah. True story. They are very into that because that's also what Nebula just did.
1: Yeah. So yeah, they crash the ship and then um, they go like underground because they learn that like his brain is like what's really in control and it's like underground in these caverns. And so they get this like weird like excavating little like pod ship thing that's kind of similar to the ones from the other celestial planet in the first movie, uh-huh. um, but it's got lasers on it and they go underground and they're like look, trying to like melt through the rock. But then the gold people are, like, chasing them. And they show up. and They pull up yeah. the lasers. so They can't dig through the rocks anymore. And people are, like, falling out of the ship. And so then they have to fly in their jetpacks. They get in the cavern. and
0: Yeah. And, like, Peter is fighting Ego with, like, the ability to, like, manipulate, like, matter. So they're both, like, forming rock things. And, like, people are, like, getting crushed under rocks. And, like, um, they send baby Groot with this... um
1: bomb this
0: bomb where he has to push two levers and a button but there are two levers and two buttons on there so he has to remember which button (gasps) which you know he when he grabbed the the prototype fin which is the replacement for the crystal mohawk that lets him control that arrow thing he kept grabbing like underwear so he's like got a real bad memory but i gotta say that the prototype fin is way cooler looking like than his, like, crystal, like, actual thing because it's, like... But it doesn't glow. or stylized. Who cares? Although, like, you would bump your head more with it. That and I bet huge. that would hurt. It's it's huge.
1: So they're all fighting. Everyone's fighting. And then Quill turns into, like, Pac-Man. They're all fighting. And then Gamora and Nebula, like, save each other. And everyone escapes. And Quill beats him. And then... Um,
0: Thing from this is that Yandu essentially sacrifices himself in order to make sure that the the bomb goes off and that uh, Peter is saved because they they're like Lester's
1: one like the... space shoot slash jetpack short which like I'm like how
0: most of them didn't have space jetpack things because they most of them left on the ship oh that's true so it's not like they packed but like those things are so tiny you think that like there would be pants with like. Yeah. cargo pants with things where you just stick them in and then velcro it shut and then you'd have yours or you'd have an extra and you'd always pack two. Mm-hmm. Anyway, because this is not the first time that like something weird with like face masks and jetpacks has happened. Because yeah, in the cause... first one that there was like that I'm going to save you Gamora because secretly I'm in love with you nonsense yeah. happened.
1: Yeah, so then they have like a funeral for Yondu.
0: Yeah. Where they say touching things like Peter says, you know, I went out looking for my dad, but it turned out my dad was pretty much just a night rider because he was he was this cool guy who stole shit and then had an <laughs> awesome talking car, but it was really this big ship. So sometimes you go out looking for something, not realizing that it's right there all the time. And he and he's talking about like he's looking for a father, but then he got kidnapped by a father mm-hmm. who was really cool. In some respects, Gamora is sitting next to, or standing next to him and she's she's looking at him. But what she's really doing is thinking about her sister as she's looking for family. But really, she has a sister mm-hmm. in that Nebula that she didn't realize, you know, when we were kids and when we were fighting and when our dad was being mean to us, we weren't we weren't teaming up. We weren't talking to each other. I was just fighting to survive. And so she goes and hugs her sister. Which is nice.
1: Even though they're not Back actually sisters; the... they're both just kidnapped. But
0: <laughs> uh, so many people are kidnapped <laughs> in this universe. Um, really, like they want you to uh, to think about, like, oh, she's going to realize that she's really in love with Peter. Mm-hmm. And then they send him out the flaming tube of sparkling dust and yeah,
1: I don't know what that was. It, it might remater. be like like the jet propulsion for the ship. Yeah. And but like I don't know. It's uh, weird.
0: I guess it was better than like leaving a bunch of dead frozen bodies everywhere. True. And then it makes pretty sparklies and then all the other ships show up to his Ravenger funeral and then uh, do some fireworks, uh-huh. but these are computer generated and not real. And um, Sylvester Stallone is there. Michelle Yeoh. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, Captain Giorgio is there. <laughs> and all these other Ravenger And turns out everybody really did like Yondu. The end. Right?
1: Yeah. And then the after-credit scene. You think you're the only superhero in the world? You're here with a mission, sir. I guess that's worth a look. You know, and thank you, by the way, for listening.
2: show. Rose.
1: Um, Craiglin has the prototype fin, which, like, I don't know how he got that on his head. Um, and then he accidentally hits Drax with the arrow. Yeah. And then there's another one uh, where the gold high priestess lady is petting, and she's like, We have invented the next step in our evolution. And they look at this, like, sarcophagus.
0: According to the internet, it's a birthing pod.
1: Yeah, so Which is um, like we call him Adam, and so everyone is um speculating that that's gonna be um
0: the next Guardians three.
1: Uh, no. Um, Adam Warlock.
0: What I believe a comic book character.
1: Yeah,
0: I wrote down that he was a spider thing. Yeah,
1: and he or is a like thing. He's a. Uh, uh, A character that, like, helps to stop Thanos in the comic books, I
0: believe. Uh, After credit scene number three, Groot becomes a teenager playing video games and having a messy Mm room. After credit scene number four. (laughs) There's so many. Stanley says, in these times of hardship, just remember we are Groot and Stanley needs a ride home.
1: He's, like, alone on the Watcher planet, and they left, and he's like, who's going to give him my ride?
0: What did we learn from this movie?
1: Um, If your father is pitting you against your siblings, that you should just love them and team up. Uh Uh-huh. That David Hasselhoff and Sylvester Stallone probably shouldn't be in movies anymore.
0: (laughs) David Hasselhoff was in for two seconds when he was like, I thought this this father figure would look pleasing to you, and then would you prefer me to look like this? And then like David Hasselhoff pops in for two seconds, and then it's gone. It's weird. It is weird.
1: He kind of looks like Caitlyn Jenner.
0: I didn't make that connection, but I'm just gonna <laughs> go with okay, whatever. <laughs> I learned that there's apparently no limit on how many after credit scenes you can have. No. Gosh, there were so many. You can make everybody hate you by being a total dick. Mm -hmm. Uh, like Rocket's like a professional asshole. And sometimes what you're looking for is right there all along. Oh.
1: Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) On a scale from one to Batman versus Superman.
0: (laughs) One Batman versus Superman to infinity Batman versus Superman. How many do I give it? Yes. Oh <sighs> I have
1: to play the sound effect.
0: Oh, I do have to play the sound effect. You're right.
2: You are never a
0: god. You are never a man. Kill <sighs> I'm gonna go with three. Because this movie had so many good potential elements in it, and yet like failed on so many accounts it had like good character relationship building with Peter and his dad, with Peter and his stepdad. And yet like really wasn't that good. Mm -hmm. And then with Peter and Gamora, that felt so like kind of forced. Yeah. It had the Gamora Nebula thing. And that also like, they didn't, they didn't dive into that at all. I felt like they, took all the lessons from a book on movie making and they were like, <laughs> Yeah, we can do this and then like put no heart or like thought or character building into it.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Um, what was your favorite part?
1: My favorite part actually, it's not like like uh, my favorite part of the movie, but like on a meta level in terms of like the whole cinematic universe, uh, at like at the funeral, when like Yandu dies, and then like Rocket's like having his like moment because they had like that connection or whatever. Yeah, it's like sad. They like let it be sad yeah. and they don't like make a joke 30 seconds later, like all of the other movies do, whenever there's like a sad moment. Uh-huh. And I appreciated that because it like actually made it feel like more emotional weight to not just like make a joke right away. Well. Yeah, what was your favorite? I liked Baby Groot. <laughs> Baby Groot is adorable because
0: he- like, they did a really good job with the animation on uh-huh. that. And they, um, like, they, you know, like, there's like the, they call like, like, doe eyes, where like the eyes are Disney eyes, where like uh-huh. the character's eyes are really big, and that's what makes them cute. And that's what makes like kittens cute, uh-huh. puppies cute. They have really big <laughs> eyes compared to the size of their head. But his eyes are so big compared to the size of his head. <laughs> and then they also did something where they they make his eyes like really glassy or like wet yeah. looking. and So like that that puts so much more emotion in that like silly little animated character along with the fact that like he's really cute when he dances. Mm-hmm. Baby Groot was really cute. What
1: was your least favorite part?
0: Oh my gosh. So much of it. <laughs> like this is so hard, cause like, like how everything felt forced, but like that's not a thing that you can say. You're just like, eh. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I agree. Like yeah. even like like Drax's stuff, like I thought was kind of funny in the first movie. Like not really my kind of humor, but like I got what people thought was funny. Oh, but like it felt like so overforced throughout this one. Yeah, and like, um, yeah, just like every character relationship felt really forced.
0: Yeah. Oh, the part I didn't like was when like, um, Taserface calls up the uh high priestess. Mm-hmm. Apparently, just has her direct line. Um, and says, you know, this is where they're going. Here's where the coordinates, and when you get there, let them know that like this is who seal- sealed his fate. It's Taserface, and then she just starts laughing. Like. <laughs> That's not what you would do. You would be like, excuse me? Just <laughs> let me make sure I got your name right because it sounded like you said taser face. <laughs> and she's just like.
1: She looked like Paris open to me.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I found that really annoying because I was like, you're just writing in that laugh so that like the other jokes that weren't that good worked.
1: Mm-hmm. Well. What are we watching next?
0: Uh, We're watching uh, Spider-Man colon Homecoming.
1: What do you think is going to happen?
0: I have seen this one before. And I saw it with you, we went to Pizza Theater (laughs) and I drank lots of Diet Dr. Pepper.
1: We did. We ate in the theater where they like serve you the food.
0: Yeah, we ate in the theater where they served me the food. It was kind of great.
1: And Steven hated it.
0: (laughs) I liked it because I kept ordering drink refills. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay, um, this is what I think is going to happen because I know because I've seen it before. Peter Parker does not have naturally occurring spider webs. He has to mechanically make them like they are silly string blasters mm-hmm. um, so they can run out. But what he does have is a really hot Aunt May. He goes to high school and tries to get a date with the most popular and richest girl in the school, but instead goes to Germany to get involved in the Avengers Civil War and then doesn't join the Avengers, so that Tony Stark has to surprise propose, which is in quotes, to Pepper Potts. By which I mean they just announced they were going to get married um, after they were just broken up in order to like have something to announce at a press conference. Sounds right. Alright! Looking forward to that! <laughs> 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 so, so well, you'll hear from us again when we watch Spider-Man Homecoming. Um. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter
1: and Instagram
0: at Felix and hmm or look us up on the internet at Felix and Dale. That's just where where you might be listening to us right now. Ooh. It's meta. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. I'm cold.